This week on the Second Act Entrepreneur Show, we are digging into doo, 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 our brains. We are diving into a mindset episode. We haven't had one for a little bit, and um, some of the experts I'm bringing on are going to talk about the importance of getting our heads screwed on straight in order to grow our business. Today's episode is no exception. I brought in Jason Gerardo, who is an expert in neuro-linguistic programming, which is sometimes referred to as NLP. And that is a way for us to reprogram the way we talk to ourselves. A lot of times what's keeping us between where we wanna be and where we are has nothing to do with the actions we're taking, but it has everything to do with what things have influenced us in the past, what people have said, and what we say to ourselves. So Jason is going to give us a glimpse into ways that we can reprogram our brains so that we can reach success quicker, faster, or quicker, more easily, and with less stress. So without further ado, let's get to reprogramming our brains with Jason Gerardo. Hey there, I'm Elisa Connor, ex-corporate marketer turned entrepreneur. And along the way, I made all the mistakes just so you don't have to. Chances are you have a pretty full career. You've got experience, expertise, and probably a whole lot of education. The problem is people can't find you. This is why each week on the Second Act Entrepreneur Show, we feature expert education, marketing insights, and mindset shifts that are going to help you create a profitable business so you can secure your legacy, ensuring that you thrive not only in your first career, but also your second act. Welcome to the Second Act Entrepreneur Show. One of the things I hear most often from clients and um, people that become before they become clients is, I just don't have time to email. I don't have time to email my list every single week. I don't know what to put in the emails. I stare at my computer and it's just looking at a blank screen. I don't know what to put in the email. I'm not creative. I don't know how to write very well. All of these things can be answered with my brand new resource called 365 Email Prompts. This was created with you in mind. Those people who struggle with what to write, don't know how to show up in the inbox, and really don't know what to say to keep the relationship building going. These were written with you in mind. Every month is a new category. And within every category are 30 to 31 prompts for you to choose from. And there's even check boxes next to the prompts so you know the ones that you've used. Now, does it mean you have to send an email every single day? Absolutely not. That would be, <laughs> that would be really, really difficult even for the pros that are in the email marketing world. But what it does give you is the opportunity to jump between months to mix up your email marketing so that you can have a new topic idea, a new way to get in front of your audience, a new way to start a conversation. And because the prompts are uh, created by month, you could take the whole month of January and do that month for the next however many days you decided to send out an email. So if it was once a week, well, you would have 30 weeks worth of emails just with that one month. And so this email prompt guide resource um, could ultimately give you multiple years worth of email topics if you only emailed once a week. Now, if you decided to up it and go twice a week, obviously you, you would go through those prompts a little bit quicker, but 
the prompts are there for you to reuse again. So it's limitless what you can do with this email prompt resource. You can find your copy over at alisaconnor.com forward slash email prompts. If you're ready to take charge of your email marketing, stop staring at a blank screen and finally be consistent with your email marketing, go get yourself a copy, alisaconnor.com forward slash email prompts. And I will see you in the inbox. So without further ado, let's uh, welcome Jason Gerardo to the show. Hey, Jason, how are you? Hey, doing good. Good. So um, we are super excited to have you here. I would love for you to just tell the audience a little bit about who you are, what you do, and you know why, why you are a good resource for entrepreneurs. Outstanding. Thank you. And thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Hello, everyone. My name is Jason Gerardo, as you said, with One Path Coaching. That's my, my business. And um, kind of starting from the beginning, as kind of that's where the story begins, is I always knew that I was a healer and my calling was always to help other people. Uh, from a very young age, I was aware of that. You know, I was the friend that everyone could come to for, for help. So I always had that with me. Um, growing up, my two main career models were my maternal grandfather and my father, which were very different, where my grandfather owned his own business for 40 years. He was a mechanic and he had his own garage and he sold Oldsmobiles. So I kind of grew up uh, with, with grease in the blood, as they say, um, seeing him run a business. And then my other role model is my father. My father, he always worked for other businesses. He always you know, um, worked with other businesses as well. Um, so I saw both sides of that. You know, I saw that you can really live your passion, work your passion, whether it's your, under your own business or, you know, by yourself. So I had those two role models growing up. Um, how my work career really started, you know, we all do things in our, in our teens and stuff like that. But I, right after high school, I went to the Marine Corps and I spent five years in the Marine Corps and had those experiences. And then when I got out, I really didn't have a direction. I didn't really have a, a focus on a career. It wasn't something that, you know, 22 years old, I think I was at the time. And it was just like, well, I know I have to work. So at that time, I kind of fell into retail. It just was something that you know I found that my leadership skills really translated to. So I got into retail leadership, and I was a manager pretty quickly, you know, through that through that career. And uh, 26 years later, <laughs> I finally got out of retail. Um, I worked for two different companies at 11 years each, and then I did a four-year stint right before I went to my own business. Uh, you know, while doing that, I really found that I was able to help support people on their paths. So I was able to stay engaged because I could help with growth and development of people in that sense, and it was something that I was able to do. But I always knew I wanted more, and I wanted to do it my own way. Um, so I started studying uh, NLP, which is my background, neurolinguistics. I started studying it. And then about 12 years ago, I went and I got certified because you know I, this is what I want to do. I want to have a vessel on, on to, to how to support people. And I went to the training. I got certified, but I still just didn't pull that trigger. I still stayed within what I was doing, stayed in retail. It just it wasn't the right time to take that leap, so to speak. Um, and a little bit of that was you know, feeling that, well, do I know enough? Am I ready? To, am, I, am I good enough to do this? And so I held off. And then about five years later, I went and got my master practitioner. And at that time, then I started seeing clients. And I started seeing clients part-time. So I was working full-time in retail. And then I was also seeing clients on the side. So I was doing that. And I did that for about seven years. And then when everything has happened in the last couple of years, uh, ended up moving 
And it really, it was time. It was really time to step out on my own and to do my own business. And, you know, when I think about it, so I said my goal was always to help people. And I was trying to think of, you know, well, how am I going to do that the most effective way? And it truly was by owning my own business, having that autonomy, having the ability to do what I wanted to do the way I wanted to do it. And so I really just stepped out at that time and I just took the leap. You know, my wife and I sat down and we, we figured it out and we came up with a business plan and, okay, this is, this is going to work. And I stepped into it. Awesome. And I, so one of the reasons that I reached out to you, so I met Jason on LinkedIn via um, another connection. And one of the reasons I reached out to you is because I, I believe NLP is so valuable as a tool for people um, that have started their own business like you have, because there are so many times that we have mindset blocks that keep us stuck in either not going after what we really want to, or not putting our offer or services out there. Like you had just said, like you didn't think you had enough training. Well, there's, you know, that's most of that is in our own heads. And so I would love for you to share with my audience, you know, just a little bit about what NLP is, because a lot of people, this might be the first time they've ever heard of NLP and neuro linguistic programming. That is a mouthful. (laughs) And, you know, what it is and like how it works with your brain. So can you create that in a very simple format so that people can get a grasp of of what that is and how, how that could work for them? The very basic and the simplest way to, to really translate it, because there's a lot, there's a ton of jargon around NLP. We love our jargon, but it's using the language of the mind to get the results that we want. And you know, what is the language of the mind? Well, our unconscious mind is the language of our mind. So how we perceive things, you know, we we deal in in um, everything that is in our mind is is based on how we see it and how we perceive it. And so it goes through all these filters. And NLP looks at those filters and helps you adjust them if they need to be adjusted. So if you're not getting the results you want, it's like, well, well, why not? You know, how we react to an event is not based on the event. It's based on how we perceive the event. So you and I might have the same experience, but we would see it differently. And that's what NLP really looks at. It looks at how are we perceiving these events and how, we can, how can we perceive them to get the most benefit out of them and, and get the goals that we want to achieve. Right. Because would you agree that the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what is real and what isn't real? It's based on our perception of what is real and what isn't real. Exactly. Well, the reality is that it thinks everything is real. To your point, whatever whatever you tell it, the unconscious mind, it wants to do what you tell it to do, and it'll do whatever you tell it to do. So um, that's something that you know I, I tell people all the time is you focus on what you do want, not on what you don't want. Because what you do, what you think about is what's going to show up. Yeah. So a simple example that I I like, because I think the subconscious mind is so fascinating. Like that's one of the reasons I want to have you on, but it's like when you buy a new car and say you go out and you buy a Toyota Prius for just a simple example. And then all of a sudden you start seeing Toyota Priuses everywhere. Well, they were there all along, but you just weren't paying attention to them. And so one of the reasons that I reached out to you about NLP is that I think one of the fastest ways we can get from point A to point B is by learning how to program our mind. So now that we kind of have an understanding of what NLP is and like just a very 
brief overview of what that is? Like, how do people get started with that? Because it's like, yeah, okay, well, I want to fix my brain, but it's been doing this stuff for 50 years. And now it's kind of like, that's the program, like a record track, like it's, you know, programmed in there. Like, what's the first step to start implementing NLP into our everyday focus and, you know, that kind of stuff? Like, what, what's, where would you start with somebody? Well, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head when you said focus, because that's really what I help people with is the first thing I do with all clients is it's, I look at clarity and focus. So we start at, you know, of course, every person is different. And so I can't say I do this, I do it exactly the same with every person, but it's that same vision to have clarity and focus. So I help them figure out what honestly they do want where the, and where they're currently at. So you know, sometimes we tell ourselves a, a different story. And by looking at an NLP, we can break it down to what is that story you're telling yourself and is it the right story? And that comes through meta programs, values, a lot of different things that, once again, there's jargon, there's things in there, but it's just the filters that we use to, to look at the, the world. You know, there's 50 million bits of information coming at us every second. I'm sorry, I take that back. There's 11 million points of information coming at us. And we could, our conscious mind can only handle 50. So you can imagine that's a lot of information that's coming in and we have to process that. And so your filters are what sets that up. So what you focus, <clears throat> what you focus on is what, is what you're going to get those 50 bits. So NLP helps you to change those filters. So that's oh. how I help people is really the clarity and that focus. I want to stop you for one second. Cause that was so important. Can you, can you say that one more time? Yeah. Because I think that's where people get stuck is, is what you just said. So say that one more time. So we have 11 million bits of information coming at us at any, at every second. Our conscious mind can only process 50 bits of information per second. So our filters, it's, there's delete, distort, and generalize is how we process that is what the process is called. And so we have to handle that information. How we do those three processes is through our filters, how we see the world. And so if your filters are askew or not supporting you in the best way, you're not going to get the results that you want. Right. And so like a really simple example of that would be like, you wake up and it's cloudy outside and you're like, I'm going to have a bad day because it's rainy and cloudy outside and I, I need the sun. And so if you focus on that, like when you first wake up, and that's what you keep thinking is like, it's cloudy out and it's, it's yucky out. Whether you're like consciously thinking it or subconsciously thinking it, that's the kind of day you're going to have because you, because you set yourself up that way. Would you agree that the same could be said like in your business? And if so, like what's, you know, so they, they've discovered where they want to go, which is so important. Like I meet so many people that are just like, yeah, I want to, I want to make a million dollars. But <laughs> the reality is, is like, unless you go deeper, with like, why, why do you really want to make a million dollars? Like what is, what's the underlying current of that? It could be, I want to make a million dollars so that I could not worry about debt. I want to make a million dollars because I want to have more freedom. I want to be able to live anywhere that I want to live and not, you know, be stuck in a certain um, state or whatever it might be. But do you help people when they are going through NLP to discover like that, that, kind of, I don't want to say hidden agenda, but the hidden agenda going on underneath their goals so that you can get really clear about, okay, not only like, is this your goal, but why do you want to reach that? And what is it going to mean to your life? 
that's a great point. And that's something I definitely want to talk about today. And it's, we call it values. And values are simply what's important to you. Values can be positive or negative. And that just, that's, that's something we would, we would look at as well. So what I do with clients is we do what values work. And so it's a process. And basically, the, the, for the sake of time, uh, it's a three-pronged process. But basically, what, what the process is, is saying, in the context of career or having your own business, what's important to you? And what else? And what else? And it's a whole process. So we go through that, and we get this whole exhaustive list. And right when you think you're done, then we go to the next level. And there's another set of questions to get the deeper level values. And then after we, we, we elicit all those, then we organize them and say, okay, out of these, what is the most important? And the interesting thing is that we find out where your value is at today. And then we look at where your values should be or where you want them to be for running your business. Because your, value, your career values of working for someone else and your career values of running your own business are most likely going to be different. And if you try to apply those same values, because values is a filter. So if you try to, to look through that same filter at your new career, you might not get the result that you want. So I work with people and then we find out where the values are at, where we want to go, and then we adjust them accordingly. So what does it look like for people that are like, I want to say riding the fence. That's the the term that kind of came into my head, like, you know, because if you've been in a career, like a lot of my audience has been for say 20, 25, 30 years, like those values are very programmed and you may not even understand that you have those values. You just know you want to take what you learned and do this new thing. Like, how do you get, you know, go from this um, programmed thinking way that came out of your corporate career and move over here to, to this whole new thought process. And, and you know, how, how do you make that adjustment and get off the fence? Because for a while, I think people will be writing both of those in the middle, trying to balance like, okay, this is who I'm supposed to be or how I have always been. And this is who I want to be. And I don't know how to go between the two. So what advice would you give to people to kind of get them rolling in the right direction? Well, the first thing, and you mentioned it, we've mentioned already is clarity. So be very clear and very specific on where you want to go and where you want to end up. And like you said, and why do you want to be there? You know, there is what we call surface structure. So there's that first thing. Well, I want to have my own business. Okay. But more specifically, what do you want to do? How do you want to do it? How do you see it showing up in your life? Whatever. So we get very specific about that goal. And then you could break it down into actionable items that you could do. And if you're on the fence, so one of the main things about NLP, one of the strongest things, it's called submodalities. And that's how you pick pictures in your mind. And believe it or not, the way you code these pictures in your mind makes how you respond to them either more or less. So if, and that's the color, the clarity, uh, is it sharp? What's that picture look like to you? And we adjust that picture. And if you have something that you know you're you're you want to be motivated to, we can adjust that picture to be very compelling once so we know what that is. I want to stop you for just a second because some people may not understand that your subconscious does not speak in the same language that we do consciously. So can you talk about that for just a second? Yes, that's a great point. So the the unconscious mind, which I call unconscious mind, some people say subconscious mind, works in symbols. And words are just symbols. Um, they found, you know, if you ever learned a foreign language, if you try to take a sentence 
and translate that sentence in your in your native tongue to a foreign language, that's more challenging than the new system is showing. They they show you a picture of a ball, and then say ball in the new language, and then your mind puts those two symbols together, and that's a lot easier because going the lang the symbol of language the symbol of language. Is more challenging, so that's a great point. That the unconscious mind does work in symbols, and how you code those symbols is how it makes that level of importance. Right, and so when you're talking about creating those visualizations in your mind, that's what makes them so powerful. Is that you you are imagining them and imagining where you want to be and imagining your goals. That is the direct language of your subconscious unconscious mind. We'll just use those interchangeably. Mm -hmm. um, so. You, you can see how it's so powerful to use those visualizations if you're new to this if you're if you're you know you're not you are completely you haven't thought about this or know anything about it so one of the other things that i think is fascinating about what you do is that you um work in hypnosis and so can you talk a little bit like about where you know you would know you would need to move into hypnosis versus like you can do a lot of this on your own or like how do you decide what tools you're going to use with what person nlp is is based on modeling and it modeled three main sections of psychotherapy and one of the things that modeled was hypnosis so inherent in a lot of nlp is hypnotic language um, there's a story about somebody that had, my trainer actually who trained me in NLP and certified me. He used to work with Richard Bandler, who's one of the inventors of NLP. And one time he went to Richard and asked him, said, isn't mostly NLP just keeping the conscious mind busy while we tell the unconscious mind the suggestions we want to give it? And at first Richard was like, no, it's not that. And then a little while he came back and he said, yeah, that's, that's kind of partially what it is. There's more to it, of course, but you, so there's a lot of hypnosis in there. Hypnosis is just focused attention. It's hyper aware attention is really what hypnosis is. Most people think that hypnosis is that you're zonked out you're not paying attention. That's the exact opposite. It's where you're focused on that one specific thing. And it's really working with the unconscious mind. So I do several techniques that are not labeled hypnosis, but are hypnotic in nature. And I work with people. So I use hypnosis to an extent with every, with every client. When I do a full induction, it's usually to kind of cement in the things that we've been working on. And then if we're working on something like I do other work with people, you know, something that's physical or something like that, we definitely do hypnosis. But when I really want to cement in what the learnings are, I go, I go to a full induction. That's awesome. And, you know, it's funny because as you were saying that, I was thinking about um, the correlation between that and say guided meditation or um, sound healing and those sorts of things. So I don't know if you use any of those tools in your practice, but for, to give people an idea of, you know, what that would be like programming your mind, you, you can do a very similar thing with your subconscious mind by using a guided meditation, or um, there's a lot of audio opportunities out there for people to get help with this. Um, if they want to, tr I, I would say if they want to try it out now, I'm not saying go and try to do it all on your own because you probably right. will struggle with that. <laughs> but if, you know, if you're brand yeah. new to it and you're just like, I don't know if this would even work for me. Like I know they're from anything from weight loss to self-confidence and beyond, there are audios that you can go try that out. 
Um, okay, so you as an entrepreneur, I'm sure have not had a smooth sailing road into your business. <laughs> so I'd love for you to share with us, you know, maybe one of your biggest struggles and how you've either utilized NLP or you use somebody like yourself to help you get over that struggle and um, get, you know, further aligned to where you are. Definitely. You know, my biggest hurdle was, and this sounds strange, but really realizing I was in business, you know, um, and changing my values based on the difference what we talked about between working for someone and working for myself, so to speak. Um, you know, the saying is you have to work in the business and you have to work on the business. And my biggest challenge was working on the business, was truly getting that vision of that. And, you know, we talked about those mind pictures using NLP on myself is I really had to change that picture in my head. You know, what is, what does it look like for Jason being in business? And the picture of me helping people and me supporting people at, at whatever level I'm supporting them at is different than Jason being in business and running a business. So that's how I really had to do is come up with a strong, detailed vision of what that looked like and then cement that picture into my unconscious mind. Okay. And so where, like, because you came out of a very, it wasn't, you know, I would say, would you refer to it as a corporate, like a corporate position and then moved into your own field? And so where did you start? Like, where was the vision when you started it? And where we, we know where you have gone now is like, it's gone to helping people. It's gone to very specifically doing these tasks to help people get to result B, but where, like, if you're coming out, what did it look like? before you got that clarity? Um, kind of paddling water, you know, kind of see, you know, I, 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 I finally got a business coach and kind of read some business books and, you know, my, it's my favorite business book about having clarity on setting up a business and what it truly looked like. Um, I knew that I wanted to be on my own. I knew that I want to have autonomy. I knew that I was the way I was going to be able to help people was to be on my own running my business. I didn't have a clear picture. Even though I grew up around my grandfather that had his own business, I didn't do any training with him. So I didn't have a, a clear picture on what that, the nuts and bolts of it looked like. So I had to get very clear on what those nuts and bolts look like. And the learning curve was very fast. You have to nice. figure it out quickly. So you, were, you referenced a particular book that you used. Do you, can you share that with us? Or do you know the, the title? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's called Building Your Ideal Private Practice by Lynn Grodsky. Okay. I always like to give people resources, even if it's not their specific area. It never hurts to keep reading and, and learning <laughs> as we go. Yeah. Um, so what, you know, if you were to look over your clientele, because you've been working with people for quite a while now, whether, you know, it's been full-time or part-time, we, you know, we all start our business at some point. Like, what would you say has been the biggest impact or transition or change you've seen in, in your client and you don't, in like one of your, your clients and it, you don't have to use names or anything, but I'm just curious, like, you know, the biggest transformation that you've seen somebody make because of NLP and the, and the things that you do. Yeah, definitely. I, I love, love to share. Um, I was thinking about, as you were asking that question, I was thinking about my clients and, and I'm about 50% business owners that the clients that I see, it just kind of worked out that way. Uh, my best not my best, but probably the, the story I'd like to share is actually my first client. 
And he's someone that I knew and I'd mentored in a, in a different format before. And he came to me. Well, he came to me as a business owner. He had owned one. He's a, he had personal training gyms and he had one and he, he would hire personal trainers. And at the time he had the one, but he always wanted to do more. And when he came to me, he had the one business. He had just got married. We actually talked at his wedding. And from there, we started doing coaching and helped him get clarity, helped him to kind of discover what he truly wanted and how we were going to get him there, basically. You know, because I my my thing is I'm a tour guide. I just help you along your path, you know. And so he and I went along on that journey and he ended up opening a second gym. And then from there, he um, he had some some personal stuff that he was working on as well that I won't share, obviously, but he started, he achieved those goals as well. And then he ended up opening a restaurant as well. Wow. And, you know, just helping him be very clear on what he did and didn't want, how he was going to get there and helping him come up with a plan to achieve those goals. And then the main thing that I really help people with is accountability. When I coach at that level is I'm his coach. And so I hold him accountable and I check in, well, did you, did you do what you were going to say you're going to do, et cetera. And so we went from one business to three businesses. Awesome. And I don't like, um, I want to just reiterate what you said, because I think people miss that sometimes. And that is the power of accountability. Like we can tell you every exercise you need to do to try and create clarity and create a plan, but without somebody kind of holding your feet to the fire and asking you, Hey, where are you at? And digging deeper, um, you aren't going to get the results that you want to get. And I think a lot of that, like I use the expression of as business owners, a lot of time we walk around with blinders on like horse blinders. That's what it reminds me of because we don't, we only can see our perspective. And so when you bring in a professional, whether it's somebody that does what you do or a professional marketer, you're going to get that outside perspective that will give you a lot of aha moments. And so Um, I am 100% in agreement that everybody needs a business coach at some point and probably every point of their business journey. Um, because one of the things that, you know, we talk about clarity is you, you're not going to just magically gain gain clarity and then have it forever. You're going to gain clarity and then you're going to reach your next goal. And then you're going to have to recreate that clarity. And so I just want to make that clear to the audience that, you know, this is an ongoing process as your business grows, your personal growth will continue. And if you aren't in alignment with that personal growth and you're not aware of that and you don't have somebody on your team as a cheerleader or as a guide, you're going to get stuck. Um, And so I'm really glad you brought that up about accountability and that it's not just a, yeah, you've opened, like if he came back and said, yeah, now I want to open a grocery chain, (laughs) he would have to come back and work with you because that's a totally different goal. Um, So thank you for putting that in the, in the perspective and sharing that. So if you would say like there was one particular area, especially people that are coming into a second career as an entrepreneur that most people struggle with, Um, And it could be money mindset. I think money mindset is one that a lot of people struggle with, regardless if they were in corporate or not. Um, You know, how would you go about giving some people somewhere to start? Where, how would you like, other than clarity? Because I I think a lot of times we have money blocks that we were raised with and that we have believed for a really long time. And 
as you said, like none of those things are real unless we focus on them and make them real. And so what kind of advice would you give to people that are struggling with something about, you know, how much money they can make or how many clients they can handle or things like that? What, what would you tell people? Yeah, definitely. I do start with, you know, having a mindset of abundance and prosperity. That, that's so true. You know, that, that's the reality of it. And it's about painting a different picture, you know, knowing that there's so much money out there and there are so many clients out there that need their service. You know, we get stuck sometimes in thinking small and, oh, I got to make this hundred dollars and that thousand dollars and whatever. But if you think about the economy in your local area, you know, some, our state is our, well, I'm in California and we're like the fifth or sixth largest economy in the world. You know, there's so much money out there and for the United States as well. So changing that. So it's, it's called reframing, you know, letting them see it from a different perspective. And really having come from a mindset of abundance and prosperity. And that allows them to focus on, once again, what they do want, not what they don't want. Because if you're, if you're thinking about scarcity, you're, you're what we call away from toward and away from goals, that's an away from goal. So if you're trying to get away from, let's say, poverty or scarcity, then there's not enough. What happens when you get far enough away to you're making just enough money? You stop. Your goal stops. But if you're going towards prosperity, then you're going to continue until you achieve that goal. No matter what happens, you're not going to stop. So that's part of what we do is setting that up for them. So that's a really unique perspective. Can we expand on that a little bit? Because I think a lot of people think they are going toward prosperity, but they're not. They're just going toward, I need more than I have now. So how could people clarify that in their minds? Like, how could they clarify that so that they know they're focusing on the right thing? Well, that's something I work with, with clients with is to, is, you know, we, we look at it and then when we do values, we look at, is that a toward or away from value and what are you going away from? And then I'll do work with clients about finding out what that root cause of that away from is. So if they have something in their past that someone said something or their role model, whoever was in their life as a role model, you know, before the age of 10 was always worried about money or something like that, that becomes ingrained, that becomes their filter. And then that's what they run off of. They might not remember it consciously. It might not be if you ask them, well, where's this coming from? They might not know, but doing deeper unconscious work like hypnosis, something like that we can uncover that and then get the learnings of that. So what's the lesson to learn from that experience? Once they get those learnings, then they could let that go and now go towards what they're looking for. And I just want to say something real quick. You know, a lot of people will say they want to make more money. Well, if you make $100,000 and then you make $100,001, well, you've made more money. So let's be very specific on what goal I, I now make. I want to make $200,000 a year or whatever that number would be for you. That's a really good point. And I was, um, I want to ask you one follow-up question on that because you mentioned the age of 10 and I was like, so is that like the magical age or can you expand on that? Like, like why before the age of 10 is important? Cause there is something there and I just want to get your, your insight and your expertise on that. Right. We go through, there's depending on, on whose studies you look at, there's different age groups and we do different things. So for the sake of argument, let's just go with Marston's. And so from the age of one to seven, you're imprinted. 
which means that you're just taking in everything that comes from you. You just see it. And then from the age of seven to, I think it's 14, you're, you're modeling. So you model those around you and you look at what they're doing and then you say, oh, I'm going to be like that because that's the way to be. And then 14 to 21 is where you kind of develop into your own self. And then there's, there's another, there's one from there, but that's the easiest one. So the studies are showing like you are who you were when you were 10 years old. That's why I use that number of 10 years old is that's what the studies show. It's a lot of our, of our learnings because it's that balance between you're done imprinting and now you're starting to model. And it's really where you gained a lot of your knowledge and a lot of your filters are made at that point. Okay. That's awesome. I'm curious. Like I just had a question pop into my head when you were saying that I was like, I'm curious how the whole COVID situation has affected that progression, not only for older, you know, people that are, that are grown, but also people that were developing during that time. Cause I think about all these kids that were trying to learn from home and that's during their formative years. What's your like insight on, on what that's going to look like in the next 10, 20 years? That's a great point because yes, their model of the world is going to be based on their experience during this time, you know, and that's something that's a great point to, to, to be aware of. Because as these people roll out, the way they communicate with people, the way they connect with others, the way they interact with people out there is going to be based on this. Now, it's not one and done. Like It's not like, oh, well, that's all you're going to be ever because you have experiences and you know there's significant events that happen in your life that change kind of how we vision things and stuff like that. But yes, that is a huge building block. And that is something to be aware of for sure that and all we can do is support them in realizing that there is another world out there besides what they went through during that time. And I love that. And I think the really important thing for people, regardless of how they're looking at this, if it's them or their kids or grandkids or whoever, is that you always still have a choice and you always still have the power to change what's going on in your own head. And that's why the things that you do and the skill sets and the tools that you offer people is so very important because you may feel like your whole life you've believed this. Like one of the sayings that we always grew up with is, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. Well, technically it kind of does, but, (laughs) (laughs) but it's just, you know, we laugh at it, but if you really believe that deep down and you don't do the work and you don't work with somebody like Jason, that's something you're going to carry around with you every single day in your business. And so even if you try to get ahead and you try to earn that $100,000 or that $200,000 or whatever it is, if you don't release those beliefs and change the way that your subconscious mind thinks about those things, you're going to have really hard time reaching those goals. Exactly. And that's something that that's one thing that, you know, working with a coach of any, of any nature is that awareness, bringing that awareness out, you know, talking about the unconscious mind and you know it's like well just think differently well what's the response well if i could i would you know so to just try to do it consciously doesn't work you know it's something that one thing i want to mention about we talked about earlier about about meditation i just wanted to kind of loop back on that for a second so there's a guided meditation which is what's called with seed so basically meditation is without seed and hypnosis is with seed So meaning that you just meditation, you're focusing on being present, being in that moment, being here. Hypnosis is that same kind of focused, you know, hypervigilance of awareness, but then you're planting the seed of that as well. And then you got to be careful of what you plant because, 
you want to plant something that's positive. You're going to plant something that you do want, and you have to be very specific about what you what you want to put in that mind. So that's something that working with someone is a little bit better than just doing it yourself. But it's a great place to start to be able to go into that state for sure. Right, and that is, I am so glad that you made that differentiation because I don't think people are aware of that. Um, and I am a regular meditator, but I'll tell you what, it is still a struggle. Like to get your brain to just shut the hell up. <laughs> you can sit there and be in the moment. It's the struggle is real some days. And it's, you know, I share that with people because people think you sometimes you're going to get to this magical place where meditation is easy. And it isn't like I've been meditating now for probably 10 years. Mm -hmm. And it's something I do regularly every single day consistently. But there are still days that, like, depending on what's going on in the world or in my life, that I'm just like, stop thinking. (laughs) So, one, I tell people that because I want to encourage them. But two, Yes. Like you don't want to just go messing around and planting any old thing in your brain um, because your subconscious is so powerful. So I'm really glad that you made that differentiation one between what meditation and planted meditation or planted seeds are. Um, But two, yeah, to just as kind of a warning to people, like, don't just go grab any old thing. Um, I'm always a proponent. Like I always recommend insight timer. It's one of my favorite because there's a lot Mm -hmm. of really uh, what do I say? Experienced people that run, that have meditations on there that are not going to be harmful. And that's a great place for people to start, um, including, you know, Abraham Hicks, Joe Dispenza, you know, some of the people that are very well known in the industry. And so if you aren't sure of those things, we can probably link some of those up in the show notes, so you know where to start if you just want to try it out before you go work with somebody like Jason um, to see if it's even, you know, your bag of tea. Cause let's face it, this isn't going to be everybody's bag of tea. Um, but it could open up the doorway for people to want to know more. You know, if you were to go back 10 years in your case, seven years before <laughs> you started this business and give yourself a piece of advice from now that, you know, now to yourself at that time, what, what would you tell yourself? You know, not to continue on the same path, but it's it's just so important. And you know, I would really tell myself start with a clear, mapped out path of where I want to go, and how I was going to get there, and be very detailed. You know, now keeping in mind having a, a mindset of curiosity and flexibility and thinking, of course, because things change all the time. But I would have really had more of a detailed map of where I was going. Okay, awesome. I love that. And so anything else that you think would be really beneficial for people to know about NLP and about hypnosis and about the other tools that you have in your toolbox that, you know, we haven't talked about yet in this interview? You know, you are in control of your thoughts and that way you're controlled in your results. That's really what it comes down to. You know, we are, that's, you know, they talk about meditation reminds me of, you know, the chattering monkey. There's those thoughts that, that go off in your head. And, you know, something I would just want to mention about that is that in meditation, what do they say when those thoughts come in? You let them pass by like clouds just in the sky. They can just pass through. Uh, Wayne Dyer used to say that whenever a negative thought came into his head, he just simply said next and kind of turned the page like on a book. And the reason I mention that is because as business owners, you have a lot of thoughts invading your thoughts during the day. A lot of things that come into your head 
just throughout the day, whether they're positive or negative. And a lot of us come from backgrounds of putting out fires, so to speak, in businesses. That's what, as a manager or an executive, that's what you do. And so you tend to look for those things where, where am I going to make that benefit the most? And it's usually on course correcting. But as a business owner, you have to look at the positive. You have to focus on where you are going and not on the negative. I think that's very important. So having that same mindset of when those when that chattering comes into your head about the negatives, let them pass by, acknowledge them and let it go. And I think one other thing I want to add in there is mm-hmm. also how far you've come. Because we are not good at keeping track of the progress we've made because there's always something new to do. Every day right. you wake up as a business owner and you're like, oh, I have this mile, you know, 15 mile long <laughs> list of things to do, but you don't realize how much traction you can get in a year or yeah. six months or even three months. And so, you know, we're taking a moment to recognize that you started here and now you're here and wow, you know, you've not only grown your business, but you've grown yourself and you, the, the amount of impact you've made with people. So, well, thank you so much for coming on, Jason. This has been such a great um, perspective and introduction to not only NLP, but our the part of our brain that controls so much of what we do. Um, I know people are going to want to get in touch with you outside of this interview. Can you give us just a couple places that people can connect with you and learn more about what you do? Definitely. You can go to my website, which is you know www.onepathcoaching.com. Um, I am on LinkedIn and uh, you can find me there as well. Perfect. And I will make sure that all of those resources um, and places you can connect with Jason are linked up in the show notes. And again, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you being here and taking the time to come and share your knowledge and your experience with us. And we look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you so much. I hope this episode has inspired you to look at things from a different perspective and to really have an awareness about how much power your subconscious brain has over the decisions you make every day. If you've enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to share it with a friend. And if you want to take 20 seconds and leave me a review on your favorite podcast platform like Spotify, Google Play, or iTunes, I would really appreciate it. Those reviews make such a huge difference in us being able to reach more people and share this important knowledge. So thanks so much for tuning in this week. I appreciate you being here and I will see you again next week. In the meantime, take care, be well, and stay safe. Did you miss something during the podcast? Maybe forgot to take notes? No worries. We've taken all the notes for you. All the resources, links, and information in this episode, you can find over at alisaconnor.com forward slash podcast. That's A-L-I-S-A-C-O-N-N-E-R dot com forward slash podcast.